Welcome to the Sports Business Mind podcast. Today, we go all the way to Italy to speak to a basketball coach, Christian Narciso, and he's the owner and founder of a Locked In with Coach Christian. Hi, Christian. How are you? Hi, Sasi Kumar. I'm all fine here. It's great to hear you. Yep. Thank you. Thanks for taking time to come on this podcast. First of all, which part of beautiful Italy are you based in at the moment? I'm in Oristano, Sardinia. It's an isle of Italy. It's amazing weather here. Yeah, you're really making me very jealous about that one. <laughs> but what's the COVID situation like there over in Italy? Uh, well, in Italy now, uh, it's getting better, uh, which means that every region has uh, a color. Uh, there is a red zone, orange zone, and yellow zone. So depending on how many cases per habitants there are, here we are passing from red to orange zone, and hopefully soon we will get to the yellow zone and everything will open up. Slowly, yeah. I hope. <laughs> yeah, let's keep our fingers crossed that the world comes back to some sort of a normalcy, right? Before we get on with the interview, maybe you can give us a little bit of a background of who you are and what, what you do. Uh, okay, I'm a pro basketball coach. I started my career when I was 20. Uh, I was coaching the kids and then I, um, I found myself in the, as an assistant coach with the DK Basket Napoli, which uh, was in A2 with the women's team. Uh, so I was the video coordinator and the assistant coach. Uh, so I started my career there. I uh, started to learn about all these skills. And then in the following years, I was uh, coaching in many youth uh, programs in Naples, around my city, Naples. So uh, after some years of winning some regional championships, with my under 13, under 18, uh, it's a team that I've been uh, coaching for four years. So it was big satisfaction uh, to bring them from uh, nothing to uh, winning a regional championship. Then I got my opportunity to to be a professional basketball trainer abroad in Denmark. I got hired by Bayern Basketball Club, uh, which was a little town, 9,000 uh, town in Denmark. And they started this project about uh, having the pro team uh, starting in Division 3. After two championships together uh, in a row, uh, we, we got to the Division 1. So uh, it was uh, really great to have this experience because it formed me and it helped me also to speak English for the first time every day in my life. Uh, which was not possible in Italy. Mm. And then I, I got uh, the opportunity to get to the biggest uh, club in Denmark, Falcon Basketball, with uh, the under-17. that was playing the under-17 national championship. And after that experience in Denmark, I came back here uh, to Italy. And now I'm the responsible and technical director for a youth uh, program and mini basketball program in uh, Adura Basket Oristano. Wow. Looks like you've had quite a bit of experience traveling around and living your dream because this podcast is all about that. We tell the stories of sports entrepreneurs, especially sports coaches who are living their life by their own design in the sense that they are making an impact with the youth of tomorrow. One thing that I'm really interested to find out about is you also said that you are currently holding a position with a basketball association, but on the side, you started a business. Where did this motivation come from? Or where did this idea come from as well? Uh, well, I will tell you, when I was in Denmark and all this uh, COVID situation started, I was really frustrated and also a bit depressed because I didn't know how to make 
my job, you know, staying home uh, without being able to coach was a little bit, you know, frustrating. So when I came back to Italy and the, and the situation was pretty different, I started to think that many kids were not even playing basketball, not even uh, outside sometimes. And that, that was hurting me because, you know, I saw that my job, my advocacy was to help them get better. So I was like, okay, what do we have here? Instead of focusing on the problem, we will focus on a solution. And okay, uh, everything is about uh, online. Everything is about having a laptop in front of you. So I, I just got also some ideas from some other coaches abroad. So I said, okay, let's make this. Uh, uh, I will try to make online lesson. I was a little bit skeptical at the beginning because I was like, okay, they spend a lot of time on laptop. They want to spend uh, time on laptop also for sports. Well, that's what we have right now. So I was uh, really excited to start this thing. And also I have to say uh, big, big thanks to my wife because she's a yoga instructor and she helped me a lot, you know, with the meditation and visualization, which are uh, things that I'm using in, uh, in the online. That's why I called it uh, locked in, you know, uh, deleting the own part of lockdown. So I was like, okay, let's be locked in here. Also, if you have three meters of space in your house, in your garden, wherever you are, you don't need a, um, a basket. You need just a, a ball, a tennis ball, you know, and I will try with some tricks and some uh, exercises, hand-eye uh, coordination, and then, you know, cognitive uh, load, I will try to make the best out of it. And I have to, to be honest, you know, after having the first 10 clients, uh, they, they were so happy because, you know, they stayed home, they had to study only. And actually uh, for schools, you know, they had to study way more. And it, it was a relieving for them. And it was great for me because I started to see, okay, I'm working with my club, uh, I'm giving my best, but Right now, also we are online there, so let's make it let's make it a business, and not only for the money because you know that that's not what is moving me. It's moving me the fact that uh, kids stay in shape, and actually uh, some of the kids got also opportunities to get called to some prep school. Uh, luckily, it's a Danish guy that I prepared personally, and now he's uh, into a prep school in Italy, in North Italy. So you know it's all a satisfaction for me because I can see that not only they stay in shape, but they also get results and get better. You know, interesting, you you mentioned about, you know, starting a business during the pandemic because a lot of the sports coaches that I coach during the mentorship program with the Sports Business Mentor program, a lot of them actually thrive during the pandemic, contrary to a lot of belief that during the pandemic, you need to close down and not do anything and fear for your business. I want to ask you, was this solution born out of frustration or it was born out of something that was in your mind for a long time and just COVID just, you know, prompted you to get started straight away? Well, uh, to be honest, yeah, it was, uh, I had something in my mind. I never thought it could be with the online, honestly, but uh, when when this uh, chance happened, because I think, you know, in times of, of crisis, you know, uh, you always get uh, some opportunity. You mm. just to create it. Sometimes uh, we limit ourselves, you know, we have some convictions that are stopping us from doing what, what is best for us and also what is best for the people around us because we want to touch people. That's why we, we start being coaches. That's why we start to be teachers. So that's, uh, that's what moved me. And the idea was like, okay, it has to be online. I was also uh, not really confident with myself showing and, you know, uh, uh, demonstrating the drills and everything. But then I'm like, okay, 
that's what they need. That's what we need. So let's do that. Let's get on with it. And it worked. I have to say I'm still having some uh, individual practice. It's a one-on-one. So sometimes we can do it also, uh, you know, uh, on the court, like here in Sardinia with the, some of the youth players. But, but then, you know, online is just making me always in contact with people that I, I've been touching during the year. So uh, they were in Denmark, they were in Italy, they were in Naples, uh, in Sardinia. So it's, uh, it's just a blessing, you know, that I, I can help them out uh, and making a business out of it. Let's talk about the start. When you were about to launch this idea, what were the challenges you faced? Uh, you did mention about being online, right? And especially for the longest time, we always felt that sports was supposed to be a live event. It needs to be a lot of interaction. But now a lot of coaches, not, not just yourself, have now transitioned that to the online space where that can be scaled. You can almost reach anybody on, on earth if they have an internet connection and a laptop or a mobile phone, right? So, which kind of opens up a different dimension to business. But what was the challenge for you? Yeah, well, uh, the beginning, I had nobody signing up. <laughs> I had to be yeah. honest. Because, okay. you know, everyone was starting these things and most of them, they were for free. So, you know, it, it's hard to also to convince. So I, I had to uh, actually uh, start in, uh, to be in contact with uh, some kids that I was coaching and ask them, you know, how they were doing, uh, how it's going. And that's important because they feel like, you know, uh, you, you care about them. I mean, I've been spending sometimes with these kids uh, many years uh, coaching them. And then it's like, okay, just because we are apart, um, we don't have to talk to each other. We don't have to help each other. That's, uh, that's my advocacy. I want people to get better around me and I want to get better first. So, yeah, the challenge at the beginning was like, okay, yeah, online, that's, uh, that's cool for a while. Then, you know... Uh, uh, we, we do online for everything, for school, uh, for whatever we want to do. Also, if we have to speak with friends, it's like that. But then it's like when they see how it's done. And also, uh, I think a biggest part of the success is the meditation and visualization part, mm-hmm. because they are not used, above all uh, young players, they're not used to stay and, you know, focus on their breathing and, you know, focusing on the fact that they taught, but they're not they taught. So it's uh, many things that there's, they see that is challenging, but it's also, it's like a good challenge. Uh, also the, the yoga, little yoga preparation is uh, making them way more flexible. And I've seen the work of a Danish guy that has been working now last three months with me. And, and he couldn't really move his hips, like he couldn't open, uh, open his hips and now he's like uh, touching his feet uh, like normally and you know he's really grateful and he sees this uh, this getting better and that's you know that's what I care the most when I see people getting better around me so honestly all the challenges were worth the try mm, indeed that's how I think a lot of uh, sports entrepreneurs get past it. It's just starting, right? Because there's so many people that think about doing and never actually get to do anything and they're paralyzed by the fear that what if they fail and stuff like that. And so many dreams just gone to waste because just people don't pull the trigger and say, you know what, I'm going to start this day. It reminds me of myself when I started my soccer coaching business years ago. On the first day, I only had four kids turn up and I was thinking to myself, oh my God, what am I going to do? But eventually, actually it grew to a 
about 280 kids. And, you know, I, that was my first exit. I actually sold the business 18 months on. But coming back to you, did you know exactly what the product was going to be like? What were you going to teach the kids? Do, do you, did you have an idea or were you iterating as, as, as you were going? You were just experimenting with the, the, the actual product itself. Yeah, well, uh, at the beginning, I was um, kind of, yeah, I was in a phase where I was experimenting uh, what could work, uh, what could not. And yeah, I have to be honest, the first kids that I was coaching, it was still in the process. Then I I, I took this format. It's like, okay, let's start just for uh, with some meditation. Let's try to calm down, you know, and uh, relax and focus on our breathing and then Let's see our muscles, how they're moving, how they're starting to move. And then, you know, it's like step by step, it was kind of a progression. So I built up in my mind how I wanted to be. I wanted a progression of drills from the easiest to the hardest. And then, you know, adding some cognitive load, which is uh, really what I do also on the court. Because I'm trying always, uh, as a coach, I focus a lot on decision making. Uh, fundamentals are great are amazing but uh, decision making is the most important thing for me so it's like I'm trying to make I know that sometimes it's challenging but it's making them go to the next step if they know why they do some move it's just always better for them because they know what to do when they will be on the court and actually now that championships are starting I see a lot of progress in that um honestly i'm i'm really uh, i'm really glad that i i made this progression and also uh i'm i'm adding some challenges for them you know i make some limits that they have to overcome because actually it's something i believe a lot on you know when you put some limits and then sometimes they're stopping you you know to achieve your dreams to achieve whatever you want to achieve uh you know this fear this frustration and instead you know making little challenges for example in a minute we we need to make this move more time and we, uh, some kids they have also the basket so it's also easier to make you know to score or to make uh, some shots you know to make some reps always in different ways so I think you know all the progression run like that and then you know finishing with stretching with the relaxation again it's like it's closing a circle and I think that worked a lot with them because they are, are a lot more focused and actually that's the challenge you know uh, when when it's about online, it's like, ah, you're so unfocused because, you know, you mm. spend all the time on your laptop. But then when you have to move your body, well, your mind is following up. That's what I believe. Talking about the product itself, what result are these kids paying for? Because a lot of sports coaches, the ones that I've uh, spoken to in quite a lot, when I say, what is that specifically? Why is that they, they come to you? Is there a specific result you give or is it just the entire experience. Um, as we know, people buy because they want a result, right? And yeah. a lot of sport coaches don't pay attention to that. And that's one of the reasons why businesses doesn't grow. Is there a specific result that you give in your business? Uh, well, I, more than result, I would, uh, I would say that uh, being a transformational coach, you know, uh, making them aware that you care about them and then you're at the same level. You're not uh, higher than them, you know? It's mm. not like I'm the boss, I'm telling you what to do when you do it. It's just like, look, I think we can achieve these things together. And no matter of the level, because, you know, I've been uh, coaching kids that they just wanted to be in shape because they were 13 years old and they didn't care about, you know, getting better as a player, but just to stay in shape. And then others, they were like, okay, I'm preparing for a, a prep school to go to the college in USA. So I'm like, I have to, I have to be, you know, uh, 
I have to be prepared. I have to get better. So it's just about what, what the goals are. If you really uh, pay attention and listen to your player, and also you have been knowing them because most of, of my clients, they're uh, old, old players, you know, that I was coaching. Uh, there were also some uh, pro uh, basketball uh, player that was in Denmark there with me, which I didn't even coach, but he, he made a, a couple of sessions with me and he, he saw results. And results, not, not only in terms of, okay, I want to achieve this, I achieve that. It's just about, okay, this guy cares about me and then we're going together on this road. It's not like, okay, I have to uh, make an effort. I have to do all by myself. It's just like, okay, we're on the same level. We're trying to achieve this goal. That's what the one-on-one -on -one, uh, program is about. I think, you know, uh, they have to feel that you, you really care about them and that you really believe in them. That's what is uh, triggering, you know, the desire, uh, the challenge. And I see that's where they come results. So I think result is just part of the, you know, it's just the part of the process. Mm. That's what they enjoy the most, or at least that's on my experience. Interesting. Is there a secret sauce in your training? Is there something that clearly differentiates from what you're doing and other people in the marketplace? Well, uh, I don't know. I've been uh, telling you, uh, you know, what are my ideas and what, how it's run, you know. Uh, mm. I don't know if it's uh, this uh, meditation stuff because it's like um, nowadays in sports and also in general in life, you know, people are spending a lot of time on uh, uh, computers, on phones, you know, mm. and they really don't pay attention to their thoughts. And I think that uh, that thing is a, a little bit like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm paying attention, I'm present right now and, you know, I can do this, I can do this. It's like making them aware that being present is not a bad thing because sometimes we are running away from that like it's uh, something bad. So, I don't know. Let's let's call it as uh, the secret recipe. Interesting you mentioned that. And coming to, of course, pricing. A lot of sports coaches have a problem with pricing because one size doesn't fit all. Different markets you know, allow different pricing points. How did you come up with your own pricing point? Well, that, that was also actually something that was stopping me from starting because I was like, okay, I don't know, this is too much, this is too little. Mm. And honestly, I just started. I said, okay, let's, let's see how it goes. And, you know, I started from uh, 50 euro per month for uh, two sessions per week. Uh, then I'm going, I'm going directly for what they want. You know? They want to achieve what's their goal because I'm always making a first interview to, to understand what's... Um, what they, what they have in mind, you know, what, what they want to achieve. So I'm like, okay, let's see uh, how much time you have to, to give for that, you know? And then, you know, I'm basing on that, on their expectations, also on their goals, uh, the pricing. So I think it's all, you know, it's like you're spending some time on it and then you need to prepare your program. So I think, you know, that's how I, I do with pricing. So I'm starting from a basis that it's what I said, you know, uh, to uh, practice per week, uh, sometimes weekly, I make 20 euro uh, per week, just, you know, the start to see just the trial to see if they're fine with it, if they like it, if they want to continue. And then, you know, depends on the goal. So earlier you did mention that you had to get in touch with some of the players you coach 
were yeah. you shy? Were you apprehensive? Were you thinking twice about approaching these players and saying, hey, would you pay for my coaching? Because that is tough. And a lot of coaches cannot bring themselves to doing that because they feel that it's kind of exploiting the situation and exploiting sports. A lot of them have different moral values around that, which again, when you come to business, it's a different thing altogether. It's got to be sustainable. Did you have a problem with that? Was that a challenge for you? Yeah, of course. We all have uh, these kind of problems. Uh, before uh, succeeding, before trying at least to succeed, uh, you have a lot of fears. You have uh, mm. a lot of uh, second thoughts. I was I was like that. When I started with uh, my first uh, kid, I was like, okay, uh, how am I going to put that right? You know. So mm. at the beginning, I was like, okay, let's let's try to focus on something different than money because it's not money itself. I think money will come. I believe that money is coming if you give, you know, more you give and more people are willing to pay for you. So absolutely, yeah. uh, that's how I started. I, I was not focused mainly on that. And I think that that was the key because I started to um, make them feel, okay, look, also if we don't talk since long time, now we're in uh, this strange situation and, you know, I want to help you out. So at the beginning, I didn't even start talking about money, honestly. And then when we were going further, uh, I was like, okay, uh, so we want to achieve this. Uh, you know, I'm taking some time for you and it's nice. You know, we, we have to give always. So that's my message. And no matter if it's money, because it's just a tool. It's just, you know, the way uh, to help people. And then, you know, I think that when they don't feel so heavy about it, and also you don't feel so heavy about it, because sometimes we are so driven about money, like, oh, I don't know, I have to reach this thing, you know. And then you can do it just doing what you like, what is your uh, advocacy. So honestly, I found myself that um, the ideal income was coming just when I was caring the most about the person and not about the money. Mm, very interesting that you mentioned that. That's a great way to start any business because that's one of the things that I also teach with the program. I go like, you know, you need to validate your idea. There's no point having the idea and thinking that this is going to work and by not validating it. And by validation means that sometimes you got to do things for free, get a good testimonial and then build on that, right? Then you can start charging people. You know, you were spot on by saying that live with value and soon enough you'll be paid enough for your value, right? But I want to ask you another interesting question. Talking to you, I feel and I get this vibe that because of this entrepreneurship and this work you do, you are quite spiritual and very well aware of yourself and do a lot of self-development work in that sense. Is there a fair, uh, I would say, representation of where you are in your life at the moment? Well, uh, you know, uh, I'm in the process. I would, uh, I like to say that I'm in a process because uh, so many days I'm all over the place and I cannot think through things because, <clears throat> you know, we put a lot of uh, stress on ourselves. Mm. Like, okay, I, I need to do this, I need to do this. Uh, and it's kind of driving you a little bit out of the being present. But then, you know, I've been reading some books. Uh, I've been... Um, also spending most of your time, you know, I believe also who you're spending most of your time with, it's really important. That's why I'm so thankful to my wife because, you know, she's uh, really a spiritual person. She's waking up in the morning, meditating, making yoga and going to bed always in the same way. So it's like at some point also, if you're not interested, at some point it's clicking something on you. And that's what happened to me. And I'm still in the process to get there, you know, to be more spiritual because it's something that I never... Uh, never never thought about you know mm -hmm. uh, one, if i see myself one year back i was like okay what, what is even 
being spiritual. Then, you know, you, you start your process, you see that, that that is helping because every every person is different. You know, that's the beauty of the world. And if you find your way, if you find something that can help you go your way, well, that's something you should go for. And right now I don't feel so much spiritual, to be honest, but I'm in the process. So mm. I'm... I'm pretty aware that sometimes I'm aware of my thoughts and that's not easy. That's, that's not easy nowadays. Yep, absolutely. And I see that the more deep you get into entrepreneurship and being value of people, the more spiritual you get because then, like you said earlier, uh, money is just a tool, right? Money just becomes a tool. Yeah. The more you are willing to give and change people's life, then money starts to find you. At, at least in my own opinion and my own experience, that's been the case. Coming back to the business part of it, this is after all a business podcast. I want to talk about marketing. What is the stuff that you do to attract complete strangers into your business? Is there a process you have? Uh, yeah, well, uh, I started, honestly, uh, I was um, facing uh, myself with uh, some friends, uh, some graphic designer and, you know, uh, expert of marketing. So I, I was trying, you know, with uh, Instagram, uh, with Twitter. So uh, I was going with uh, these channels. And honestly, at the beginning, I was making offers like 30% off. It was a period of uh, Christmas. So I was like, you know. Uh, and to give away your uh, Christmas present, you can just stay present and train. So uh, actually, they were my basic ideas, and I'm still in the process to learn all uh, stuff about marketing. I, I I wouldn't say I'm a guru right now because you know I'm in the process of that, and it's uh, it's nice to see. I, I I believe that you need to try. You know, then you fail. It's just a, it's not a failure, but it's a feedback. So you see that the this thing is not working. Okay, you had to try something different. Uh, was it Einstein was telling uh, the only craziness is uh, when people uh, expect different results from making the same action. Mm, so that's right. That, that's that's uh, my way to go. Let's say that. And are you happy with the process of you know taking people through the so-called process of being a stranger to a paying client? Do you think that obviously you said you're trying? Is that something that you can improve on? Yeah, yeah, of course, uh, there, there's always something to improve. And uh, of course, marketing is one of them. But uh, I'm getting in contact with many strangers, like you say. And that's, you know, it's a process because um, some of them are skeptical. It's like, yeah, what, what, what do you have to give me differently than another coach? And mm. then I'm trying to explain them, you know, uh, what they really care about, what they really uh, value and that's something that is clicking them and it is working is working right now and i hope it will work <laughs> for their own talking about the next 12 months where do you see your business going in the next 12 months well um i, I see that going at least uh, doubling that because uh we we don't know yet uh what's the idea about sport here not only in italy but i think in europe because they don't know if to open up with this uh, vaccination going on or not so uh, i'm pretty confident that i can double my numbers and um, you know make an impact on on a uh, uh, bigger bigger uh, space of people you know that's mm. that's what i'm looking forward to so in 12 months i i think to double my numbers that's 
that's my goal. That's interesting. You know, on this podcast, one of the things that I do to be of value to my guest is obviously having been in this business for quite a long time. I see some gaps in your business and is it, is it okay for me to share some thoughts and ideas with you? Yeah, yeah, of course. You're welcome. Yeah. First and foremost, what I would really like to do is to really narrow in on the people that I want to serve in that sense that I would really think about the age group, the demographics that I want to target. I'll give you an example because last couple of months I've been working with a basketball coach in the US. And one of the things that was really transformational for him was as soon as we managed to get very, very tight on the people, the kind of clients that he wants to bring into his business, it completely changed. I'll give you an example because he was basically trying to bring anybody and anyone that was willing to pay into his business. And it was a membership-based kind of thing. And he didn't have a very clear idea on who he perfectly served. So we narrowed it down to 11 to 14 boys and girls in his, because he was a, it was a local business in the sense that it was just a 30 meter or 30 like a mile radius uh, in where he was from. And we also got him to come up with a marketing message. So he, again, when I spoke about earlier about results, so his results is confidence. Uh, kids come to him because they might like the confidence to take certain actions on the basketball court. And he was, I would say, guru, but uh, an, an expert in allowing kids to have that confidence to take all the different actions on the court. So we came up with what we call a million-dollar message, which was uh, to help kids the age from 11 to 14 find the confidence in basketball situations in 90 days. So with that in mind, we created a 90-day program, transforming everything he was doing on a month-to-month basis because people used to just come as and when because there wasn't a clear direction of 90 days or a, or a result they were working for. They chose when to come and when not to come, which was a, a huge nightmare on his cash flow. He couldn't really plan ahead. So what we did was we then transformed that into a 90-day program and took all his expertise and made it into a three-step process, what we call his signature solution, almost creating intellectual property in his business. His business was called Play Practice, so we created a thing called the Play Practice Formula, which was a 90-day program for kids to follow. So what really did was whoever came into his business now had to sign up for a 90-day program and pay upfront. And that took him from maybe doing 3000 a month to almost $17,000, $18,000 a month. It was really transformational. So that is something maybe that you might want to think about as far as it does look as though you're doing some really good work. In the, also in the sense that the mindset, the meditation and all of that kind of stuff, it's new, new stuff because the world is moving towards that. And I think you've got a really good product there, but it's just to make sure that you are communicating that really well because the moment the the brain needs to think about what you're really doing, they switch off. So that is something that I will really get my marketing message drilled down and create that signature solution that over the years that you can build on and that becomes your intellectual property and may really makes you a marketer one because no one else is doing that. I hope it makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Actually, thank you for your, your suggestion because uh, they're really gold to me. So- yeah. Yeah, no, so that's something that uh, I thought that might be of value to you. And that's what this podcast is all about. We use a case study so that people listening in can also go away and think about their business from that perspective. Just those levers yeah. now, you know, uh, BJ Mumford is his name and he's really looking forward to um, the next target is to reach half a million dollars in, in business. He's 
we're working together on franchising his model. We're looking also at him building his or buying his own facility. So from last December, he's come a long way. Actually, I'm waiting to get him on this podcast to talk about the way things have changing. And just to simply by just moving a few things. That's what I call small hinges that open big door. Yeah. That, that's really cool stuff, Sasi uh, Kumar. So, no, you know, so so I hope that was of help. And I wanted to ask you any questions about that. Did you do you have any questions about what I said earlier? Any any doubts that I can clear on this podcast? No, actually, actually, it's interesting the the fact of the formula. Uh, you know, it's like I I think yeah uh, that that will be something helping out because uh, sometimes players have to ask twice before uh, learning what was going on, and instead mm. having a formula and say, look, that's uh, what I do. It's easier to recognize in the market, I think. So, mm. uh, also uh, the age group target is important, and uh, being uh, uh, being a, a pro uh, basketball coach is, you know, uh, I, I was thinking about to focus my attention on uh, uh, like 18 years old going up because I have many uh, professional basketball players that they want to uh, have their first overseas experience. So I think you know that that would help my my program and my business plan so mm. that's it's really great to hear your suggestion no thank you thank you for that you know like i said just before i let you go let's just say that 20 years from now we're having a conversation same conversation on on this podcast not that i want to wait for another 20 years to speak to you but what sort of conversation do you think we will be having ah well we will have probably a totally different uh, conversation talking about these times where we were uh, still not clear about <laughs> how to reach some goals mm. and instead you know in 20 years uh, probably we have been reaching all you all we wanted and uh, the most important thing I think we will be reaching a level that uh, we don't have to achieve anything, but we just want to show the way. And mm. that's the most important thing, what we want to give to uh, the next generation. Excellent stuff. Where can people find you? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, uh, they can find me on uh, my Instagram at uh, Narkri, uh, Twitter, Coach Narciso, Facebook, uh, Christian Narciso, LinkedIn. Uh, those are the ways where I'm, where I'm posting my stuff. Mm, Narciso as in N-A-R-C-I-S-O. I will link yeah, all yeah. of that uh, social media handles on this podcast as well on the description. Well, Christian, it was a real pleasure talking to you. I really wish you all the best. Looks like you got something really good going there. And uh, hopefully down, down the line, we can uh, get you on the podcast to see if we've made any progress. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. And thank you for your time, Sasi Kumar. And there's left objection. <laughs>